0: hello everybody welcome to another episode of the mental golf show as always i'm your host josh nichols and on today's episode we're going to explore the psychological benefits of taking stats and how i have a major regret about this from my own competitive past so let's go ahead and jump right into the episode hope you enjoy As many of you have heard me talk about before, the peak accomplishment so far in my amateur golfing career has been my runner-up finish in the 2017 U.S. Mid Amateur. I don't know if it's cool or sad that my biggest accomplishment isn't even winning, but anyway, I think it's cool and was the culmination of years and years of hard work. I didn't just sneak in, get hot, and almost win. Uh, it might seem like that to uh, at the time to the golfing world of who's this guy, but I knew that I had put in real intentional work on the right things for a long time, and it resulted in that finish. So I'm not special. What I did, everyone can do. Uh, I really believe that. I I I worked hard on the right things, just like you can work hard on the right things, but I want to talk about something specific that I did to improve to get to that level where I made it to the final of a USGA event and how I abandoned one of the key ingredients in that same tournament and what you can learn from this. To get a full picture of what we're going to explore today is important, so we need to start back when I graduated college. I was hoping to move back home, get really good, and then turn pro. Well, that for sure did not happen. Not only was I not good enough to turn pro, I wasn't even good enough to qualify for state-level events. So I spun my wheels for the next four years, self-diagnosing my game, trying to change my swing to what I thought was correct or would look good on camera or whatever. My practice was all out of whack, and honestly, I had no clue what to work on. I was floundering. I, I... not depressed. I don't, I think that's too strong of a term, but I really, I would just kind of float through life going through the motions of, I should practice, so I'm going to go practice. But once I got there, I just really didn't know what I was doing. So I wasn't seeing progress based on how much effort I was putting in. So I got fed up. I threw in the towel. on trying to figure it out on my own. I looked for an instructor and found Robert Linville, who runs a golf school just 30 minutes from where I grew up. He had been working with Scott Harvey for a few years at that point, uh, so if you're not familiar with Scott Harvey, he had recently won the U.S. Mid-Am while working with Robert, so Robert was the obvious choice for me. And what I said to him was, you tell me what to do, and I will do it. I don't care about results, tournaments, long-term or short-term goals. I just want to get better at golf. I had an eye on turning pro still, but I decided to set that fully aside and pour all of my effort into just getting better at golf. And I, that sounds cliche of I'm just going to focus on the process, not on the outcome. But I fully believe and and have full conviction that that is exactly how I felt at the time. I just want to get better. And tournaments are just steps along that journey. And Robert was um, was instrumental in that because I could trust what he would say. So, one of the things that Robert had me start doing was taking stats. Up to that point, I had dabbled in taking stats, but it was just basic stuff like fairways, greens, number of putts, things you could do in your head. The issue with this level of detail is it doesn't really give you all the information you really need to make actual improvements that will make you a better player. Having a goal of going from, say, nine greens around to ten that's obviously valuable, but it's way too vague. Or knowing that you hit 33 putts for the round sounds bad, but did you hit more greens that day? Well, you're going to have more putts. Where were your putts from? Did you miss putts you were supposed to make? I think there's not enough detail here for anyone trying to make much significant improvement, let alone for reaching the goals I had in mind. So any improvement you want to make probably needs more detail than that. and. Most of us use apps that can do this, but if you don't yet, I highly encourage this. So Robert had me start taking shot level stats. He introduced me to an, an app called Shot by Shot, uh, which I think is still going. I don't. I don't know if it's. Um, I don't know if it's still going. I don't use it anymore because I don't play that uh, near as much. But uh, these these were stats that you could measure based on strokes gained. I was writing down details like, did I hit the fairway or not. If I missed the fairway, was it a good lie, bad lie, or no shot at the green? What condition was my second shot coming from? Was it fairway, rough, or sand? How far was my approach shot? Did I hit the green or did I miss the green? If I missed the green, where was the short game shot from? And did I hit the green or not with that short game shot? How long was my first putt, which meant I was pacing off every single first putt? And how many putts did I take to hole out from there? This was a dramatic increase in detail compared to what I had been doing up to that point, but I fully bought in. I did this thoroughly and diligently every hole of every round. So across the 14 months that I work with Robert, I input 144 rounds worth of stats, which, uh, I did some quick math. It's an average of 2.5 rounds per week, which I don't know that that's, you know, I know people that play more golf than that, but. Doing this level of detail for every single one of these rounds, uh, probably in addition to some rounds where I might not have done it. I can't, I don't think I skipped that many rounds doing it, but 2.5 rounds a week of doing this many, uh, stats, this level of detail, uh, across 14 months, uh, that was my process. Uh, I would go through my pre-shot routine of getting all the relevant info. I would hit the shot and then I would write down my stats in a little notebook. You know, I, I just carried a little kind of pocket-sized notebook, so I would write it all down in there, but then I would close the notebook and then move on. This was definitely not an easy process to do, so I'm not recommending everyone immediately start doing all of this. Maybe ease into it somehow or use an app that makes it really simple, uh, my my process was difficult because I was kind of fumbling with a notebook, but I, I just liked that because I didn't want to have my head in my phone during a round of golf, but that's not a big deal. I, the, the part of the process that I uh, would recommend to everyone is using a notebook or an app or whatever you choose, but use it as a way to move on from the shot you just hit. This is the key takeaway here. You are using the notebook or the app or the stat program, however you want to do it, to move on from the shot you just hit. The way I like to say it is I would let the notebook do the remembering for me so I wouldn't have to. The physical activity of closing the notebook and putting it away into my pocket or into the golf bag, that translated to the mental activity of leaving that shot behind me. I hit it I've learned from it, now there's nothing more for it to be. This became an incredibly valuable skill and weapon for me. Having a short memory for shots, which was aided by this process, helped me be just that much more present on the next shot. Now, that doesn't mean it'll work perfectly for you like this, the first time you go out where you you just forget about every bad shot you ever hit because you wrote it down in a little notebook and and forgot it or, or logged it in an app, wow, I can't even remember it. My, my phone is doing the remembering for me. It probably won't work perfectly for you like this. And I promise you that it didn't always work perfectly for me either. But giving yourself that little mental trigger to say that shot's over time to move on is incredibly valuable. And doing this process was day in, day out, shot in, shot out for months for me. It became who I was as a golfer. So it was a mental muscle that I strengthened over time, that I trained over time to say, when I close this notebook, I have hit that shot. I have learned from that shot. I have that detail logged here. I don't have to think about it anymore. It's the same kind of deal for like a, uh, to-do list. You've got all these things going on in your head of, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to take the trash. I need to mow the lawn. I need to send that email. I need to do this. If you keep that all in your head, it's all there kind of clogging your mind for everything else that you need to do or to, or the ability to stay present on the task that you're doing right now. If you're sending that email, but you know, I have to go take the trash, and you're keeping that in your mind because you don't want to forget, you're not going to be fully present for what you're doing right here. But if you were to write it down and let a to-do list, maybe a reminder app in your phone or a post-it note, you let that list be your memory for you, you can say, okay, that is for later. That is not in my brain anymore. That's on this piece of paper. I can be present with what I'm doing now. That's the exact same thing I was doing with these with these details uh with this shot level detail with these stats so now let's fast forward all the way to the 2017 u.s mid Am, which was a full 14 months after starting on this process with my instructor robert and having recorded 137 rounds worth of stats by my count up to that point up to starting the tournament doing the same info gathering and post-shot routine for every single shot of those rounds. So I start out the tournament like normal, going about my business, hitting shots, recording the results, just kind of plodding along, doing my same process. I made it through stroke play to get into the first round of match play, which was awesome. It was because the year before I didn't even make it to match play. So this was already huge, um, major uh, difference from the year before, major improvement. I tracked every shot that I hit during my first match. If I picked up because of a conceded hole, those shots just wouldn't get entered, and I won my first match. So round of 32, I did the same process, won that match. Round of 16, same process, won. Round of 8, same process, same result, won that match. Now I'm in the semifinals, the match before the finals. The I start out the match doing the same process that I had done for the 143 rounds now, before this one. I'm plodding along, doing my process, and I make the turn, and I can't remember what exactly went through my mind, but I think it was something along the lines of, I just want to be in the moment. I want to just enjoy the ride. I want to just be here, right? I want to be present. So I put away my notebook. I abandoned the process that had a massive part in getting me to this point. So I think I subconsciously gave in at that point. Like, I felt like I had accomplished enough just getting to this point. If I don't make it further than this, that's okay. Plus, I was physically exhausted. I had walked eight rounds in six and a half hot Atlanta days up to that point. So the exhaustion maybe caused me to have a lapse in judgment uh, of, you know, not sticking to my process, but I don't think that's it. I had played nonstop golf over the entire summer, never abandoning this process. I believe the change was that I thought that my process didn't really matter. I didn't realize how important it was to who I had become as a golfer. Now, my game didn't immediately come crashing down and lose the match. In fact, as I remembered, I won my semifinal match pretty normally. But as I look back, I think it was despite abandoning my stat-taking process. Now, you may be thinking at this point, What's wrong with not taking stats and just living in the moment? You were in the final four in a USGA championship, playing the best golf you've ever played, so what that you got your head out of your notebook and just enjoyed the moment? Well, this is definitely what I was thinking in that moment. But the thing is, having my head in my notebook was how I made it to the final four in a USGA championship. Played the best golf I've ever played and lived in the moment. When I stopped taking stats... My mind had more reason to think about the past, because I didn't let that shot fully go now, because I wasn't letting the notebook uh, be my memory for me, which is where we bring in the final match. The night before the finals of the U.S. Mid-Am was definitely the most nervous about golf I've ever been. I couldn't stop thinking about what it would be like to play in the Masters if I won. I was just 36-hole match away from achieving my childhood dream. I slept terrible and was so exhausted from all the golf and the pressure and the grinding. I was only able to keep going because of the adrenaline. I remember waking up that morning and just just kind of, I, I didn't even feel tired anymore because I was just kind of so amped. There was so much different about this final day than any other day of the tournament on top of all that. One of my friends drove up to caddy for me. Another friend drove hours just to watch. My girlfriend came up, both parents, it was a whole crowd of people that hadn't watched me play golf in forever, or at all, let alone the rest of this tournament. And on top of that, I didn't have the process that I had abandoned the day before. The combination of all of the people that were now watching me, the fatigue from walking so much golf and being under such pressure for that long, and not having my regular post shot process all caused me to to be just that much off. Despite all of that, I was still able to perform pretty well. I shot 69 in the opening 18 of match play, but the thing is, I was six down after that opening 18. Matt Parziali, my opponent, shot 63 and basically cruised to beating me. So there's no way of knowing if I had done this or that different, whether or not I could have won. It's possible I could have been on my game just that much more and challenged him a little better. But that's not where my regret lies. It's in the fact that I changed from what I had been doing. Now, I know having regrets is no way to live, right? Especially about something six years ago and, and an experience as great as that was. But I only bring up my one regret not to throw a pity party or to, to kind of sit in this thing that I've been stewing on for six years. I, I bring this up to help you not have any regrets in your own game and to give you a process that I believe not only gives you better information to help you improve, but it can have real psychological benefits to helping you move on from shots and be present for the next one. Because that's what research shows is the way to perform your best, is to be present. Not to be thinking about, okay, what happened on that last one? Uh, I'm frustrated about that last one. What do I need to do to change that last one? You've written down in your notebook and or your stat app, Okay, I, I hit this 174 shot and I missed the green and close the notebook, put it away. I don't have to think about that anymore. I can use that as, as detail to help me improve uh, when I go to practice. But right now I'm present because I'm not thinking about that one anymore. I highly recommend doing some sort of stat program to everyone out there. It's been a kind of background theme on the podcast lately about knowing yourself by using data and then making decisions based on that data. And then having that process of letting the stats be your memory, being able to let go of the result of that shot because it's just a data point. I attribute so much of my improvement and success to this process and I think it can help you too. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the mental golf show I think this uh, kind of the the psychological benefits of taking stats, uh, I think can be beneficial to you. And even if you already take stats, uh, maybe you haven't thought about it this way. Maybe you haven't been using your stat taking as a uh, as a weapon to help you move on from bad shots. Maybe you can go about it in this way. Now you can say, okay, I've taken that stat. I don't need to think about that shot anymore. So. If someone in your life does that, hangs on to shots, maybe they don't use a stat-taking app. Maybe they just play and kind of mindlessly go through the whole round and just are dwelling on bad shots over and over and over again. Or maybe you do that too, but you could share this information with them. I think that'd be cool. And as I always mention at the end of these episodes, what you've heard here isn't therapy. It's meant for information and education purposes only. If you feel like you need personal help on some deeper things you're going through, I encourage you to talk to a licensed professional. But on the golf psychology front, if you feel like what you've heard doesn't quite cut it and you'd like to work one-on-one with someone, I'm a golf psychology coach. I work with players all over the world on improving their minds so they can improve their performance on the course. If you'd like to get in touch with me, feel free to send an email to mentalgolfshow at gmail.com. That's just mentalgolfshow at gmail.com. Or you can visit my website, joshnickelsgolf.com. All right. Thanks again to everybody listening to this podcast. Whether you're new here or you've been here since day one, I really appreciate the community that we've built. If you've enjoyed this episode, go subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And again, share this with someone who needs this information. Thanks for listening to The Mental Golf Show. I'm Josh Nichols, and I'll catch you guys next time.